Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Nico London. Y'all now tuned into Denia Azure with Nico London. We're about to turn up for y'all. Turn up your radios. Make sure you got your phones off. Whatever you're doing, pay attention. Hello, Nico. How are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I am good. I am good. So I was blessed enough to, to meet Nico because he's doing some work with Zamarco Grant, who is another one of my guests. So <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And he yes. told me about he told me about your lovely services and your lovely self. He told me about what you do over there. And I said, uh, wow, that, that sounds interesting. He said, Yeah, it's something you should be a part of it. I said, Yeah, I'll be I'll be glad. I'll be glad to. So now I'm here. That is definitely what's up. So how did you originally get into music? Man, I've been doing music pretty much since I was like seven, eight years old. I've been dabbling in the music, you know, around the house. My mom, that's all she played is music. My dad, that's all he played is music. Two different spectrums. So my dad is West Indian from Barbados, St. Vincent. So I'm half Bayesian. Okay. Then my mom is African-American. So my mom playing the oldies. And my dad is playing the reggae, Bob Molly. So I kind of grew up in between two cultures. You get it? Nice. So I've been in music all my life, pretty much. I love it. I love it. So what was the first song that you ever wrote? Man, I done wrote maybe over three, four hundred records since then. I don't even know, to be honest with you. But I, whatever it was, it wasn't good. It probably wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember the first time, first song you ever recorded? I don't remember that either. I don't. I don't own studio. I don't. I'm, be, I'm from New York City, so I, I, I can't even lie to you. I don't remember none of that. But do, I do remember. I got a, I got a lot of songs that I've done throughout the years, working with different people, different uh, celebrities, different recording artists. So I got a slew of work. I got a, like a roster that's. I got a lot of work. But no, I don't remember. Those of y'all who do remember y'all, yeah, that's cool. But I don't remember. <laughs> if you could describe yourself as an artist in in one phrase, what would that phrase be? Um, talented. A talented artist that um uh, is um a genius in music. That's the phrase. That's a good phrase. I need another phrase. You said one. No, that works. No, that that definitely works. You know, because you want to say, you know, a talented artist is a genius in music. I think a lot of people don't understand when you are an artist. It's more than just the music. It's more than just what people claim as talent, right? If you're able to actually sing, and write, and perform, right. And that's the that's a bigger part is being able to perform. Um, yes, when it comes to being on stage, yeah, I think that's a lost art. A lot of people I've seen a lot of into a lot of shows, and I'm calling y'all out, rappers and singers. Why are you singing over your own words to your track? Yeah, what happened to the show track? It was just the instrumental. Yeah, the TV. They call it the TV track. Right. right. It, <laughs> But it works both ways because I've I've been in those positions where I sing over the track too, and uh, sometimes it sometimes it depends on the audience you around. It's better for the audience because they don't if they don't know the record, mm -hmm. then it might be better for the audience, right? To get them familiar with it. But as you get familiar in certain venues, yeah, you want to kind of have a TV track so you could be live and you can hear that raw vocal. 
that's cool in certain certain stages, but it's not all the time, depending on where you at and where you're performing. Because if you're performing around people that's been under the influence of alcohol, and then you go on stage and, and these people that have seven seven drinks before you even perform the record, they don't really care, to be honest with you. They just want to hear music at that point. But if you're going, if you're at a wedding or you're at a church or you're at a, you know, a bar mitzvah or something like that or whatever the case is, and there's people that's paying attention to you performing and they want to hear those raw vocals, then that's different. That makes sense? Absolutely. No question. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in a club, if you're in a club and you got, you know, people, they all they there for is the party, have a good time and see who they're going home with, period. Or, or go home by themselves or their girlfriend, whatever the case is, then they're there just to listen to music, have a good time. They're not interested in hearing raw vocals. So, yes, you want to sing over your track in those situations, especially if you're a new artist and they don't know you. Because you can kill yourself just like that, trying to sing raw vocals in front of an audience that don't have a desire for it. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, so, so people need to get it correct when they say, you don't want to see people singing over your track. They need to specify what arena that is. Because that's not for all arenas. That makes sense? It does. Absolutely. Just and to give you a little break, just to break it down a little further for you. Because I hear a lot of people throwing that out there like that. Mm-hmm. But I had to make a correction on it because it's not, it doesn't apply to all arenas. Absolutely. No, and that's the biggest thing about it. It always is about, you know, knowing knowing your audience, right? Yes. You know, if you're if you're if now if you are opening for somebody that can sing and does sit and sing for real, please don't sing over your vocals. Yeah, don't sing over your vocals. Now you kill it. Now you not, not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> and singer songwriter and, and star of Love and Hip Hop, Nico London is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So, what have been some of the obstacles that you have faced as an entertainer? Um. One of the obstacles of being an entrepreneur and an entertainer as myself is the, uh, it's a lonely world being an entertainer entrepreneur. Uh, now, what I mean by that, just to break that down a little further for you, is that it's one way to be looked at on television for one identity, right? That people might see you five minutes of watching TV. They might see three seconds, five seconds of you doing something and they label you, they put that label on you. So that's one way. So that's an ob- that can turn into an obstacle as an entertainer. Now me, because I come from both spectrums as an artist, a recording artist, singing music, doing music, writing songs, producing songs. And then I come from the other aspect as a TV personality that, that made a big name in the TV reality space. Uh, they call me Nico infamous because of the sex tape. So, that's where the backlash and the obstacles can come in at on the music side. So, so uh, facing obstacles in terms of uh, people hearing the music or knowing where I come from, my background, uh, how do I, st- how did I start music? Am I really a music artist or am I just doing it as a fad? Like everybody want to become music. So that is an obstacle because then you have to go out and prove to all these people that just see you as a reality TV star and a porn mm-hmm. star. It might some people might say you gotta you gotta kind of prove yourself to those people that yo I'm not what they make what you see on TV. 
what they made me out to be, but this is who I am. So yeah, there's, there's an obstacle with that because you might go to different uh, circuits, radio, uh, DJs, personalities that's in the sector and they might be like, yo, that's that guy from Love and Hip Hop. So they're not going to associate music with Nico London. So it's an obstacle getting that uh, tag on you. you see, and, it's, and it's basically it's being consistent in what you do. So those are those have been some of the obstacles. Uh, another obstacle of mine has been uh, uh, making money in the space of reality TV, like walkthroughs and stuff like that. Certain uh, promoters or um, might not want to have me in their venue because, and this all this is old stuff now. But when the tape dropped, you know, I had a lot of those obstacles where people didn't want to uh, patronize me. Make sense? Definitely. So, so then you get that too with the girls not wanting to patronize me because they looking at me as a womanizer, as this guy that was on Love and Hip Hop that leaked the tape, which everybody knows now that we planned the tape together. So it wasn't a it wasn't like I leaked anything. Me and her actually planned this like Bonnie and Clyde. Like we sat down and mapped this out together. But as it was going on and the drama was unfolding on TV, nobody knew that. They all looked at it like this guy leaked the tape. This guy leaked the tape. He's a scumbag. He's a womanizer. He's out for money and all this other kind of stuff, which is not true. I'm actually the opposite of that. Right. But so those are the things that put obstacles in front of you. Does that make sense? Most definitely. So what was your reaction when you got the call to be on Love and Hip Hop? Well, I never really got a call. I got a call from Mimi to be on Love and Hip Hop. But I never got a call from the network to be on Love and Hip Hop. So I kind of like Debo my way in on Love and Hip Hop, if that makes any sense. It does. So me and Mimi had a fling before TV, even Love and Hip Hop even existed. Me and her used to fuck around with each other, excuse my language, way back in the day. And we did our thing and we stayed, remained friends. So when Love and Hip Hop came around years later, it made sense. I was the necessary evil to combat her baby daddy, which was Stevie J at the time, on television. I was the perfect necessary evil because me and her already had some. That makes sense? Yeah. So they didn't have to go out looking for somebody that they were they were looking for people in initially before me, before I came to match up with her so somebody could combat Stevie. But they didn't find nobody. They were, you know, they went after ball players, all kind of different people. But they didn't find nobody. So I came along. I was a necessary evil. So I kind of debo my way on the show. And when I say that, uh, when I entered her life, we were already hanging out while she was on TV. And we're doing our thing and blase, blase, blase. I was in Atlanta. We couldn't be seen because she was filming with Stevie. But she would come over to my crib in Atlanta, blase, blase. So the show really never uh, uh, called me to come on the show. What happened is Stevie J did something on he did something and put her out there as a bad mom on radio mm-hmm. with uh 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 what was the girl name that was working Atlanta the Atlanta radio station at that time. But basically it come to me. But one of the biggest female personalities in Atlanta at that time that was on radio uh had called Mimi and said, Come up to the radio station to air this out. Cause he's making it look like you're a bad mom and you're doing drugs and all that stuff. She, she started crying and stuff like that in front of me. And I said, yeah, Yo, you need to go up there and just, you know, stop letting them bully. 
So then we went up to the radio station. That's when I got on the show. When she took me to the radio station with her to air out Stevie J. She was airing out Stevie J. Uh, uh, what was the girl's name? It just came to me, but I lost it again. Egypt or something like that in Atlanta. Egypt. I think it was Egypt. It was one of the biggest personalities out there. But anyway, I was on the radio station with her. Egypt. She was on the radio station with Egypt Live. It went crazy. It went viral. That moment, that's when the world knew that Mimi had another guy she was seeing, seeing which was Nico London. That was the breaking moment for loving hip hop when I got the call. Didn't happen. Mm. I was running, I was rocking with Mimi months before I got a call from them. Like about two months, me and her was running. And they wasn't trying to have me come in. You know what I mean? They wasn't letting her take control. In other words, uh-huh. they were trying to they, they were they were they wanted to control who she dates. You get it? Mm-hmm. But they didn't want her to control it. They wanted they wanted to control it because that's how they've been doing it. But anyway, that's how I got on the show. That radio sparked a whole everything. Cause then Stevie called in, oh, it was crazy. And then that's from that radio interview with Egypt, that's what sparked Love and Hip Hop to say, yo, that's who she's fucking with. We need to sit him down, see what's going on. So that, you know, that's how I got on the show. They never called me a Debo. I can say me and her Debo, me on. <laughs> see? And that's something that nobody nobody else ever knew. Nobody, nobody. You're the first, listen, you're the first one that knows this from every podcast, every radio station I've ever done. Nobody know what I just told you. Even Nori, I did Drink Champs uh, with Nori and them. And I'm going back to do Drink Champs. Yo, Drink Champs don't even know what I just told you. Now that's what's up. See, see y'all get exclusive here on Denia Radio right here on this. Like, yeah, this is definitely yeah. exclusive. See, they <laughs> I love it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and singer songwriter star of Love and Hip Hop, Nico London, is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So, what has been one of your most memorable moments about being on the show? One of my memorable moments of being on the show is when I shot my video. Uh, me and my my partner at that time, we had shot a, a, a video, a rap video on the show. And uh, this is the time that K. Michelle had decided to get her, her shine on and use me and use my boy as the guinea pigs, as the bait. And this is what was told. This, this is what the show told her to do. Go in there and destruct their damn video while we're filming their video. Whatever you got to do, disrupt it. So she disrupted our video by making it seem like she knew my uh, uh, that making this look like my my boy that we were rapping together, making it look like he gay, right? Like don't know this man from nowhere. Never ever spoke to him. Don't know him from nowhere. Nowhere. She just literally just disrupted the whole video shoot and tried to make it look like he was gay and all this other stuff. I forgot what exactly she said, but whatever she said triggered me to say, listen, why are you here? I didn't even invite you to this video shoot. Why are you here and why are you trying to fuck up my video? Because at this point, I'm mad and it's, and it's supposed to be Mimi's friend, right? So I'm like, yo, why are you here? So that's when I flipped it on. I flipped on her. I said, you look, you little hobbit and all this kind of stuff. I kind of got on her, whatever the case is. But that 
was a memorable moment because that triggered that whole gay rumor oh. uh, that was going around on me. You know what I mean? Because uh. we, 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 we had an apartment together. When we came down, we was both rapping together. So right. we had this project that we was pushing. Our agenda was to get for me to get on Love & Hip Hop so we can push our agenda with the music. That was right. the game. That was the plan. You feel me? So me and him had already was doing music up in New York and Connecticut. We was already we already had an album about to push out. We just needed to promote it to get it promoted. So what better promotion than me being on Love and Hip Hop and we being able to promote a project? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That so makes sense. He wasn't on the show, but we went down to Atlanta together because it's my boy. We got a project together. So when she tried to when, when she came with with the you know wanting to promote all of that gayness. That's when I flipped out of the video shoot. I said, get out of here, yeah, you little hobby. Look at you. You can't all I can. Snapping on her. I was snapping on her at that point. So that was the scene for my video shoot. I didn't know that. I'm thinking that we're doing a video shoot. We don't love hip hop. We got the, the film crew filming our video. It's going to be on the show. I'm thinking they're giving us that look. I'm thinking mm. they're giving me that look, right? But no, that look, they gave me that look just to fuck up the look. You get it? They, so what took president is not the video. My video didn't take presidents on the show. What took president is what K. Michelle said and made it try to in, interpret it and make it look like we was on some gay shit. You get it? And that was like a moment that stuck with me like damn near the whole my whole TV career. But I was laughing at it because I'm not gay. I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I respect gays. I ain't got nothing against them. But I'm not gay. Right. I'm far from that. I'm a whole heterosexual man like that love it. Love licking, you know what I mean? So it was like when that went on, that's that's what so that was a so to answer your question, that was a moment, a memorable moment. Wow. So exactly how, yeah, that's how it went down. Oh we're getting, getting all the tea today. Good. Yo, you're kidding, yo, <laughs> because you know why? Listen, I, and I tell people this. A reporter. Or a person that's asking you questions. I don't care what podcast you're on. You could be on Me and Our Game. You could be on... It doesn't matter the podcast. You do Drink Champs. But the questioning is what allow a podcast or interviewer to be different from other interviewers and podcasters or questionnaires, right? So that's really? always what's going to make a, a person stand out if you got that kind of ability. So your questioning is what's allowing me to give you these answers. Like, normally I go to radio stations and they only limited to ask me certain things. I, you know, I have my people's management. They'd be like, yo, you can't ask them these questions or whatever cases. But those are certain stations, of course, mainstream. You know you know what's going on. Anyway. Absolutely. So, but yeah. So when people ask me certain questions and I give it up, take that and run because this is, I'm giving you real raw, nobody heard before because I ain't get those questions before. You get it? <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's based on the questions. So you're asking some good questions. Absolutely. So what has been your favorite place to travel and why? I don't even have a favorite place. I feel like the world is my my the world is my oyster. The world is my everything. I just got to get to the places that I ain't never been. To. But I'm everywhere. I don't have a favorite place. I want to see everywhere. I believe we we on this earth and we can create it ourselves, or we can go to it where it's already created. You just got to have the finances to be able to get there. So I don't have a favorite place yet. I can't even tell you where, because I ain't stopped. It ain't stopped for me. It's still going. So I don't have 
I just got places I like and I'll go back to, but uh, I don't know if I have a favorite place yet. I haven't been to enough. I love it. I love it. So what would you say, You because you've collabed, well, actually, first, before I say that, who are some of the artists that you have, that you have already collaborated with? Um... What have I done record to already? Hmm, great question. My old stuff I've done. I mean, Gerald Levert. Uh, who else? Case. Tamia. I haven't done the collaboration with Tamia, but I did. A, I wrote a record for Tamia. Uh, Paula, Paula uh, Deanda wrote a record for her. Who else? Timberland. I collaborated with Timberland. Um... Jim Beans, who else? Uh, I collaborate with Trackmasters. I collaborate with um, The Runners. Um, yeah, so just to name a few. So with that being said, who would be your dream collaboration and why? Hmm. My dream collaboration and why? I don't know if I have a dream collaboration uh, but I do want to collaborate with uh, some of the Africa beat artists that's up and coming. But right now, the ones that's out, even some of the big ones that's out right now, I'd like to collaborate with some of the guys that's out right now. But I'm also, I'm, I'm about collaborating with new, fresh talent. It's about the talent to me, right? So it's about, if you dope, you dope. So, um, I don't know. I don't have, uh, I think... I think Drake would be a good record. I think if me and Drake jump on a record, that'd be a good that'd be a good collab. That definitely would be fun. Drake, Drake no, no, hold up, hold up. Not only Drake. All right, let me give you uh, two more. Drake, Future. I think me and Future do a dope ass record together. I think me and Drake would do a dope ass record together. Uh, I think me and Tory Lanez would do a dope ass record together. Uh. Yeah, they'll just to name a few. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So when everything is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? When everything is said and done, I want my legacy to be as a philanthropist. Definitely I'm going to more of the philanthropy. But uh, I just want to be as known as a person who uh, informed people on stuff empower people on stuff on things and also motivate you know what i'm saying i want to be able to have three thousand people you know that i turned personally turned into millionaires right i want to be able to touch at least three at least three thousand people i can say i turned them uh yeah they'll just to name a few yeah Awesome, awesome. So when everything is said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? When everything is said and done, I want my legacy to be as a philanthropist. Definitely I'm going to more of the philanthropy. But uh, I just want to be as known as a person who uh, inform people on stuff, empower people on stuff, on things, and also motivate. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to have 3,000 people, you know, that I turned personally turned into millionaires, right? 
I want to be able to touch at least three, at least 3000 people. I can say I turned them. I, I help. I had a, I had a, uh, influential, uh, 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 attachment to helping them make their first million. So if I can leave with that, I'm good. Inform, empower, motivate. So 3000 people, I'm good. If I get 3000 people and I help them make their first million dollars, and they all can testify to that and say, yo, he helped me make my first million. 3,000 people, I'm good. Because all that's going to do is multiply, right? Most definitely. Because they, they, they're going to go out and the principles that are still to them is that, yo, what I did for y'all, just go out and do for somebody else. Exactly. It's about putting that ripple. Starting yeah. the ripple just like exactly. that. And it's so yeah. funny. I was just talking to one of my friends. On six of my Garcia, I was telling her, it was like, what you do in your lives is you're starting to ripple a fact that allows people to be able to network and build and build their own platform and build their own um, grow grow lives and all of that. So, yes. Exactly. exactly. Question. I like love my, that answer. So like, like, I, I, I'm like the, I, I, my, my mindset is like a Masa Musa. You know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. Masa Musa. I'm on that vibe. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to have my own banks. And be able to finance whoever I want to finance. And um, just rip the ripple effect. Most definitely. So that's my song, Lonely. Check that song out. Yes. Make sure you guys check out his phenomenal song, Lonely. <laughs> check that song. That song is streaming on all platforms, Lonely. I got the video out I did to that in Miami. But I'm about to do my new song. It's called What You Know About Love. I so, saw the preview of that. I'm excited to hear that one. If I sound a little hoarse right now, guys, it's all good. It is all it's all good. Honey's working, honey. He is working for sure. Um, I can't wait to hear the song. Uh, oh, yeah. Record. So, so mm-hmm. what you know about love, did you have the record? I do not, but we're definitely going to make sure that we have that in rotation for sure the minute it drops. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You definitely got to play that. That's so, yeah. So go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, and most importantly, book you. Oh, so just my my my, my Instagram handle, Nico underscore London, N-I-K-K-O underscore London. You can find me listing everything I'm doing there. And uh, yeah, check in with me. I got a lot of things going on, new reality show coming. Check out that single, What You Know About Love, streaming on all platforms. The song I just sung is called Lonely. That's streaming on all platforms. Check that out. I think y'all like that song. Uh, I got a lot of song. I got a lot of stuff coming to you. A lot of good stuff coming. So follow me, Nico underscore London, N-I-K-K-O underscore London, like the city. Nico underscore London, N-I-K-K-O underscore London, L-O-N-D-O-N. Most definitely. So can you talk a little bit about your reality show or do we have to have you come back for that one? Yeah, well, I'll come back for that because I'm doing a whole rollout for that. I'm doing a, uh, the, the show's going to be taking place in Miami. I'm doing a really? casting in Miami. So I want to come back on and, and really lighten your, your, your people. But right now, if they want to go to my um, Instagram, I got the questionnaire that you can fill out. You can sign up um, for it online. So I got the questionnaire in my bio. So if you go to my bio and you click the link, the link tree link, then you'll see where it's going to say Nico's Quest for Love. That's where you click on, you fill out the questionnaire, 
uh, for faster response, upload a, a little quick video, five second video, so I can get it right there. My team get it right there. We can see it. We can see what you look like. We can see your personality right there. If you just want to fill it out without sending the video, you could do that too. Just a longer response because I can't really see you until you come to the casting. But if you wanted to send everything right there, look five second video real quick of yourself. That's even it's going faster your response. So go to Nico London, Nico underscore London. Go to my bio, click the link tree. You'll see it. It's going to say Quest, Quest, uh, uh, Nico's Quest for Love. Click that. It's going to take you right to the questionnaire. Fill it out if you uh, want to be on my show. It's going to be dope. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. We gonna, it's going to be about fitness, some fitness stuff. Of course, that's what I love. So I do this heavy. Uh, and we're going to have some fun. And I'm going to change some bodies. So we're going to have some, a lot of fun. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to see that. Um, I'm glad that you were able to, to tell your story. You know, I think that's really, that's really important. I think the one thing, the one problem that I do have with, with a lot of reality shows is that they do have a narrative that, that they want to push. And the, the people that are part of that show aren't always the seen in the best light. So it's always a pleasure when we can, and I can bring my audience the real truth about what goes on on some of these reality shows. Exactly. Exactly. I just gave you some. So we're going to touch up on it again. And um, yeah, that's what's going on. Nico London turned up out here. Most definitely. What's up, y'all? This is Nico London. And of course, all those fires that's going down in Maui. We want to give them a big shout out. We want to give the people in that town a big shout out. And we want to also say, go donate. All right? Maui.org. For the people. Let's go. Thank you. All right. It was such a pleasure. Oh, it's pleasures all mine. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you have a fantastic one yourself. And we'll definitely connect soon for sure. Show for sure. Later. Nice. All right.